0: Hi there, Pastor Gwen from The Pastor's Table. I'm so glad you're joining us today. We have a special guest with us for the next two episodes, Dr. Robert Slerdon. In the first episode, we're going to be talking about prayer today, and I think you'll really enjoy it and be blessed. Amen. Hi there, welcome to The Pastor's Table. I'm here today with a great friend in ministry, Dr. Robert Slayerden. Howdy. Most people know Dr. Lairdon because of God's generals that he's written, and we certainly, and I've personally enjoyed so many of them, but that's not my first uh, way that I met Dr. Lairdon. Years ago, somebody handed me cassette tapes, and they had in there, uh, it was the Office of a Prophet.
1: Oh, that was my early... Early, early. <laughs> early. Early, tape series, yes. I was uh, like, number three, I'm eight. I, made in I think life. so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one of the tapes on there really uh, opened up something for me personally. I've always been interested in prayer. I always felt like my prayer life at that point in my life was, mm. was missing something. And when I heard you, on one of the ones, you, you just went and you were praying stuff. And I'm like, that, that's the thing. And it, it opened a door for me that uh, changed my life. Wow. So I'm grateful for that.
1: Good, okay, we've become friends since then.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's been very good. But we get all kinds of things and questions about prayer. People ask me, people ask you, I'm sure. He recently did a, a teaching on, in a prayer school through his own ministry, which we had a, a couple of people from our congregation join in, and they really enjoyed it. I think the most important thing when it comes to prayer is to be open to learn, to think you haven't arrived, to know everything about there is to prayer. But this is the funny question that somebody asked. They said, well, if Jesus has completed everything and it's all done, why or how should we pray? Or what's the point, even?
1: That's like saying, since I got married, I don't have to talk to my wife anymore.
0: <laughs> well, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. You know, that work. <laughs> that, that, that,
1: you know so since, you know, you became a Christian, you finished everything. And so there's no more communication required. There's no more direction in daily life, no more help. So it's like getting married and saying, I do. And that's the last time you talk to each other. That's the same type of in my mindset, that question relates to, I think the number one discouragement in prayer is nobody gets answers. Yeah, It is the lack of prayer answers. So why do we pray mm-hmm. if we don't get any answers? And I agree. Why do we spend time praying in English or in tongues if we don't get some answers? So the whole idea or the whole purpose for me, I think, in prayer is to get answers to my prayers, not to do a ritual. Mm-hmm. It's not a ceremonial thing. It's not a a tradition. Mm -hmm. It's a lifestyle. It's something that is real and that is helpful, not just to prove I love you, God, or that I'm a good Christian or I've done my duties. Mm -hmm. This is a relationship that helps me with my daily life, my future, and I get that through communication and through prayer. The, The big thing I would say too is people don't understand prayer. They say, well, I pray. Well, so what? You know everybody says they pray, but are you getting any answers? Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting any answers what well, like most of it, then it's God's fault. when really it should right. be my problem, what am I doing? Because God's mm-hmm. not wrong. Mm-hmm. He's not uh, off. Mm-hmm. It's us. Right. So we're not getting prayer answers, there's something we missing here because God's not holding back. Mm-hmm. He's our present help in trouble, present help in our life. And I think you'd go back to where Paul said in Ephesians 6:18, let us pray with all manner of prayer, all kinds of prayer. And so that's like using the wild world of sports. You've got sports and underneath the title of sports. You've got basketball, football, soccer, golf, swimming, track, all these things. Oh, hockey up here. Oh, hockey, up here. <laughs> okay, we're in hockey, yeah. The time I went to a hockey game, I got hit with the puck. <laughs> so that's how I remember hockey. We went to a Tulsa Orders, which is a hockey team in Tulsa, first time. And the puck can, yeah, I can, I still have it. I still got the puck. So there's Better my puck keep it. Yeah. There. So, but you can't play football rules, uh, can't play football with basketball rules. Right. You can't play golf with tennis rules. Mm-hmm. So we all get that. We're like, well, of course. But in the world of prayer, we don't realize there's different kinds of prayers and rules that govern them. Mm-hmm. We just call it prayer. So we're praying with basketball rules in a football game. And that's one reason why it doesn't work. So that means you gotta take time Mm -hmm. to learn the different kinds of prayers, the rules of government, or when those kind of prayers should be prayed and applied. The most common prayer that is used that's wrong is if it be thy will. That is the most overused and everybody prays it, but they don't, if it be thy will. Well, just because you don't read your Bible doesn't mean that the will of God's not known. It's known, you just don't know it. And uh, so you only pray that prayer once or when you're in a situation of dedicating yourself to the Lord and whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do. What, what is your will for my life right now? Because we don't have in the Bible, you know, Chronicles 5, 2, uh, Pastor Gwen does this. Right. I wish it was there. It'd be nice. It'd be so yeah. much easier. But That's confusing. Yeah, so that's when we pray the Lord, if it be thy will, what is it? And, and, and find out what his will is. But what we already know his will, it's not required to pray that. I know he wants to heal me mm-hmm. and keep me healthy. Right. So I'll never approach myself or anybody I'm praying for, Lord, whatever your will is for this person, I already know his will. Mm-hmm. So that's the misuse. That's basketball and football again. We're messing it up. And that's why people don't get most of their prayers answered because they're messing these things up like that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very good because the, I, I'm absolutely convinced people don't pray because they're not happy and, and they, they don't have good results. That's why you see in Facebook all the time people go, praying, or my thoughts are with you. Mm. Well, I, that's not helping any person. I know growing up, I always thought that prayer was only in English, because mm. that's, that was my reality, my experience. And so we had to learn how to pray in English. And then when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, you know, pray with the Spirit and with understanding. So mm. I thought, well, I'll pray what I know in English, and then I'll pray in the Holy Ghost in tongues, and then I've done that. But when I heard you pray, and you were, you were praying, and you'd be praying in tongues, and then you'd start to say English words. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's new. Mm-hmm. How does that work? And, and so I think that's another
1: misunderstanding. Well, is, well Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 14. He, he has the same problem we have today. We pray in tongues, we pray in English or in native language. What do we do here? So obviously, when he answered that question, that was an issue in the Corinthian church. Yeah. that they were either praying too much in, in Aramaic or whoever was ever speaking, or all in tongues and nothing there, and we had this battle going on. And I think it was more of them praying more in tongues than the other, I think, was their mm-hmm. problem. Our problem is to get to pray in tongues. That's the problem mm-hmm. to, of today. But it te- he answers the question, what shall we do? And he goes, yes, when I pray in tongues, my understanding is unfruitful. But what did, or what shall we do about this? So let the Bible answer the question. Mm-hmm. Don't let your tradition, don't let your experience, even mine, answer. Let the Bible answer. He says, what shall we do? What do we do? He says, I will do both. I will pray in the spirit. I'll pray with my understanding and I will sing in the spirit and my understanding. So that's the way we're supposed to be the new Testament Christian. Mm-hmm. So whether you're Baptist or Lutheran or Pentecostal or charismatic Catholic, whatever you are, this is how we're supposed to pray. You have tongues and in, in the native language, whether it's French, English, whatever it may be, it all works together. But uh, there's pastors watching me. If you don't model it, Like what you saw me do, Mm -hmm. it will not happen in people's lives. That's why it happened. That's why it was considered like, oh, because you saw it, you heard it, you felt it, and you say, okay, it can be done. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to model what we want. We try to do all this in the cell groups, or we try to do it in the back rooms. What you don't do on Sunday mornings on, on front of the people and on camera, they'll not do in their private life. So you can't let the cell leaders be responsible. You they have to see the main leader operate in it, or they won't do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, I absolutely. That's so good. I think tradition. You you've said that a couple times now. Where tradition tries to take out the potency of prayer, really, yeah. and just tries to keep you in that natural realm, and and have it like I said, growing up in that that place where we just try to work it out in our natural language. We tried. I mean, I was in this one place, they would have the prayers all in a box on a table. Mm. And you'd pull out a name. And you were expected to pray for that name. And I mean, I'd run out after two minutes. Mm. And so then I'd try, well, I'll fill it up my five minutes with praying in tongues. Well, that didn't work either. I wasn't getting anywhere. I was very unhappy. And, and so that's why I said when I heard how that operation, it was unfamiliar to me. and so that began to help, and I knew that there was something more I needed. And so when I saw the operation of how to begin to trust that voice of the Holy Ghost, to trust that there is a word in there, I think in one of the, the tapes that I, I saw you, you said, you start repeating that word. You know, if you got one English word, repeat it. That was a great help, too. Mm. And so not to, to put down, some traditions are, are, are good launch pads, but don't stay there. Don't, don't keep your feet on the pad you need to jump off of. And, and so you can see that here's a place, you know that where we're supposed to pray, but don't allow that to motivate you either. That can be a tradition. Well, I'm supposed to pray. How long do you pray every day, Pastor? How long do you pray? And, and your measure may be different than ours. One of the other suggestions you, you had to say is, we'll start with, with five minutes. Yeah.
1: Well, you, know, you have to build uh endurance level. You know? and so when I was little, I always tell the story, I've thought of millions of times, they began us praying five minutes at a time with a kitchen timers before we had our cell phones. <laughs> and we'd set it for two and a half minutes for English, two and a half minutes for tongues. and it would be about five. When we conquered five as kids, we moved it to 10. So when we got to age 14, 15, 16, we could pray an hour and a half or so and not even think twice. An and it was norm. It was no stress because we'd build it over, over time. And so that's how my mother and grandmother trained me. And I've been trying to do that with people, too, mm-hmm. is that I know we're all busy. Sure. I call it the red light prayer in, in, down, mm-hmm. in the down lower 48 in the, in, the, in the states. So I thought, how do I get these people to pray again? Because so I would say, you know, five minutes or 10 they they're not they're going yeah, yeah, and they're not going to do it. So I said, well, let's start with red lights. When you're driving to work, when you stop at a red light, pray in tongues out loud for your ears or your voice, the length of the red light. And then when it's green, you can stop and go and start there and then do that on the way home. And, and that actually worked It's, it's simple and, and odd, but it gave people uh, uh, something they can conquer. Mm-hmm. I said, if you don't do, want to do the red light thing, do, do a song on the radio. When a song starts... Pray in tongues and length of the song. When it quits, you quit. You can do that, but the red light works better. But so I begin with little smaller increments of mm-hmm, time because mm-hmm. of people's assumed busyness, and so it's work with some people. Because if I can get you going, then and it'll grow. I think because mm-hmm. most people love the Lord and they want to yeah. do as right. but oh, mm-hmm. so let's just start where we're at. So the the goal is, I think, Jesus mentions a time element in one of His prayer meetings at the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's the only time that I've found where Jesus mentions a time element related to prayer. He took his, what, Peter, James, and John up to pray with him. And of course it was, they were sleeping and they didn't do well. And so he kept coming back to say, help me. And so actually in one of his, I think it was a second visit back to them, he goes, could you not tear with me one hour? Mm -hmm. So that's the only time element that Jesus mentions. He could have said five minutes. He could have said, you know, three hours, but he said an hour. So to me, that is a significant time mm-hmm. that our goal should be at least to build our endurance to pray a minimum of an hour. I think so. And so, you know, people, well, I can't do that. Well, okay. I didn't dream the number of Jesus said it. So I'm just trying to say that he didn't say you had to, but he did rebuke his own guys. He couldn't even pray with me for an hour. So it insinuates that they pray longer than that. Yeah. You know, it, it gives you the, if you hear the tone, and it's the way I hear it was, I've been, I brought you up because you're close to me, and you're supposed to pray with me, and all you're doing is sleeping, and I know you're tired, I am too, but and can't you take one hour? So it makes me feel like they, they had done the one hour thing often, and probably more, when they had their prayer times together, I think. So I would encourage people to try to reach for that goal in their life, to be able to pray an hour and not think twice about it. I know it takes time to get there. But you have to start somewhere, so start with the red light. Absolutely. And we're heading for the hour. <laughs> I think so, that's good advice.
0: Yeah. I, and to not put yourself down uh, by the timer either, to not let it become a, a rule thing where it gets you strapped in. But certainly... I, I think if you live in LA prop, or driving there, the, the red lights may be longer than where you currently just live. <laughs> on the
1: freeway and how long it takes you to get home. Well, there's another… Good <laughs> that'll, that'll be a good hour <laughs> prayer right there.
0: I'll say, especially when it's moving slowly. Yeah. Uh, but you know, all those times, it's so good to, to be able to develop that. When I was reading about John G. Lake, he said, I, I pray as I run and I run as I pray. Yeah. And so there's, there's places where the God, God knows, but I want to talk to my friend. Yeah. And, it's, and, and we must never forget that we're, we're communicating with our friend. It's hard to build a relationship when you're like, hi, bye. It, it, do- mm. it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't get solid. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't produce. And, and then it becomes very unsatisfactory.
1: Yeah. Well, in prayer too, we have a few minutes. Uh, we, yeah. There is two, two sides of prayer. There's praying to God to obtain wisdom, strength, counsel, provision, whatever it is. And there's also prayer with praying with God to get His will done in the earth. So you're no longer focusing on your need or your family need. You're saying, I'm willing to operate in prayer to have your will done in the earth, to help birth it or to help stop something from hindering it and that kind of prayer. So it's two different kinds. That's where the great prayer warriors live is in this kind of prayer. They didn't live in, help me pay my bill, help me, Jesus, give me this, give me that is appropriate. But that's where most people pray. But when you find these great prayer warriors, like my grandmother and others, they didn't live in that too often. They lived more in the Lord needs this done, and you're mm-hmm. praying about this and working on saving somebody's life out of danger or a move of God or save a church. That's where they're at. And that's where we have to get back to prayer to save Canada and America and Mexico. Our nations here need that kind of prayer work because all God usually hears from Canadians, Americans, is I need some more money. Mm-hmm. And, and that's probably true because I do too. Sure. And I need this and I yeah. need And God understands that. But mm-hmm. somewhere we're going to have to say, I'm, uh, I am already prayed about that. God's mm-hmm. already working on that. So let me get over here and work. what do I need to pray? Holy Spirit lead me now mm-hmm. on what is important. Where, do, where does prayer need to be made that victory can ha- be had? Mm-hmm. And uh, work like that.
0: I think we need to develop a strength there for sure. Mm. Because it's it's certainly not that's that's where if you haven't developed that time in prayer that that one hour uh, that's why you'll run out you'll run out of time praying for the brother John and sister Susie kind of deal mm-hmm. you you'll run out of things to say and and you, you how many times can you pray for them but when you begin to hear the Holy Spirit's will for change in the earth now you've got something that's not going to be done in a day and most people don't today that I've met have no clue on the praying through. Hmm. That was something that I did know about, but we prayed in English back then, but, yeah. and that was torturous in some ways.
1: That was a tough <laughs> praying through. That was a tough
0: praying through, but you, you prayed till you felt that God had answered. And, and I think that, you know, we use words like feeling, because it's not that it's about feeling, but we use that word because it makes sense to us. And so we use, a, you know, I
1: felt it was
0: done. I felt something hmm. settle. And I think that as we develop these strengths and strength in prayer, we can come to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The old timers called it the, a note of victory, mm. at least in my in my camp. I think in my camp. Yeah. that they, they prayed until they got the note of victory where they had the surety and the, surety the knowledge that it was a done deal according to God in prayer. It may take six weeks or five days for it to manifest, but it, they're already done. And the note of victory would be notified or come... Many with a great shouting, great rejoicing, great weeping of joy—a a note of victory that, without which we've been praying for—it is done. Mm-hmm. That God has moved, the answer is set, it's on its way, or manifested already, and you get that note of victory, and then they move on. Yeah, you know, and then the people in the natural, when they finally get their note of, they're shouting and they're over here crying again because they're in a different battle, and so the old the prayer warriors. A little prayer group at the church with Grandma and them—they'd they, be—they'd be rejoicing when the church would be crying, when the <laughs> church would be crying, they'd be rejoicing because they were always ahead. They'd be, right. be praying things through, so at the time, these people got there, they were already into something else.
0: You know, you mentioned the group of them, and I think this is another thing, especially with all of the things that we've been through. This is this is something we're going to have to come back to—that real kind of corporate prayer where people came together yep, yep. and could hit that. That corporate anointing in prayer, we don't really know what that is. Yeah, well, in, in Acts, I
1: think it's Acts four when they had a, a corporate prayer meeting in the early church. Peter and John were just rebuked by the chief leaders and the elders of the religious group, and they come back to their own company into a, where they were breaking prayer for Peter and John to be free. Mm-hmm. And uh, it talks about what that what was. They came back and reported, "Here's what had happened." And the early church there didn't say, oh, God deliver us, tell us what country to go to. No, they <laughs> say, but the Lord give us boldness, yes. that we may do exactly, and I'm paraphrasing, exactly mm-hmm. what they told them not to do, we want boldness to go do it smart, yeah. right here in town. And that's how they prayed and got bold. And so corporate prayer is a part of the New Testament record. Mm-hmm. So if you all want to follow the Bible, there's <laughs> personal prayer life, and then there's corporate prayer, which I think should be made on behalf of the church, on behalf of the city the church is in, the state or the province and in the nation, and there's there's a worldwide generational side to prayer, too.
0: Well, that opens up a whole door. <laughs>
1: it does, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> we hope that you're hearing some challenges for your prayer life and some basics that will help you grow, help you know that you can get through. I think when you come back to just praying in, in other tongues, and when you start out, I think even for me personally, it takes about 15 minutes before I feel like, okay, we we got this. But I have to go past that mark. And then once I get past that kind of mark, you'll each find it for yourself. There's a place where you go, oh, and then, then time is not an issue anymore. Yeah. And I encourage you and we encourage you to find that place in your life, to find the place where you really enjoy what the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. doing. And you'll hear from him, confidence will be developed and you'll go forth and, and prayer won't be a, a, a nag. <laughs> It'll be something that you really look forward to every day.
1: Yeah. It can be fun, but you got to break through the veil of the flesh. and you know how to keep the things at bay when you're in prayer so all the things you need to do don't come to your head and take over. <laughs> all those things happen when you try to become a good Christian and pray every day. You go, you can win, but you got to come through all those battles, and they are winnable.
0: They are. It's Amen. It's not impossible.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not impossible. You can win. I know it feels like it's not sometimes, cause I've been there. It's like, no. Lord, this is never going to get easy. <laughs> so, but it, it does after a while.
0: Amen. Well, oh, praise the Lord. We hope he have encourage you today.